mama, mano, kaki na bebe bumbe.
unto the Lord, for she is good. Yes, she is good. Oh, it may not always feel that way, but I assure you that God is always good. And God, all the time, will take care of us, warn us, prepare us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so thank you, God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your perfection. Thank you for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The gospel today is coming from Mark 7, starting at verse 31. And we will conclude at verse 37. Thank you, Lord. We will read it responsibly which means I will read the red, you will read the green, and we'll read the black together. Ashe? Ashe. Okay. Let's listen to a word from the Lord. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went up by Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers in his ears and spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, That is, be And his ears were opened. His tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. Altogether, and they were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even made the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God for the word. Ashamed. Ashamed. How awesome God is that he makes the deaf to hear Come on. and the mute to speak. Oh, God. And right now, Lord, we need you to heal and to comfort the broken heart or the broken hearted. Oh Lord, oh Lord, we invite you, we call on you, and we need you right now, Lord, in this moment, because many of us are broken hearted. Many of us are in denial, and some of us, Lord, are just wanting to just wake up and think that it's all a dream. And so, God, here we are, Lord. You said in your word, God, that we could come to you. 
You said in your word, God, that if we just went to you and we called out your name, that you would be down and be among us, God. And so here we are, God, calling out your name, God. Here we are, God, lifting our arms before you, God. Here we are, God, surrendering ourselves before you, God, because we need you. We need you, God, to comfort us. We need you, God, to help us. We need you, God. To carry us, to carry us on, because you are a may, you are a waymaker, you are one that will hold us up, you are one that when we've fallen down and we can't walk anymore, you are the one that will pick us up and carry us in your holy arms, and so Lord, we call on you, Lord, right. Lord, we invite you in this service right now, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you, God, for what you have done, what you have done for us, and what you're doing right now, God. Oh, Lord, this is what we pray. This is what we believe, Lord, and we trust, and we trust, God, that all will be well in your perfect and divine hands and being. And we say amen. 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 Greetings, my dear Falani with the ancestors. Look upon us and smile. Amen. And now we'll have our guiding ideals by our own Mariah Slaughter Ashe. Good morning. All right. The guiding ideals of the beloved Community Church of Atlanta will start off with the principles of my art. Um, I'll say the word. You'll repeat it after me, and I'll give a brief definition of what that means to us. Right. Truth. Truth. Truth is the absence of lies, falsehoods, and fakery. It is the presence of honest and open communication among the mighty and the holy people of God. Justice. Justice. Justice is when the people who need the most help get the most help. Order. Order. Order is acting with the aim of, of um, honoring the agreed-upon norms and the best practices that we have identified as helpful to the flourishing of our people. Harmony. Harmony. Harmony is maintaining the legacy and the creativity of being able to be your own unique self while seamlessly expressing yourself as a part of the group. So that's multiple notes, different sounds, blended together to make one beautiful piece of music. Right? Righteousness. Righteousness. Righteousness is right thoughts and right actions resulting in right relationality among others who are striving to be in divinity. Um, balance. Balance. Living a robust life tempered by wisdom, wherein curiosity and satisfaction are mediated by moderation and circumspection. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Reciprocity is understanding that giving, planting, and serving results in receiving harvest and reaping in every aspect of people activity. Thank you guys for your participation. 
moving right along to the virtues of my odd. We'll say these together on the count of three. One, two, three. Control of thoughts. Control of actions. Devotion to one's purpose. Faith in your teacher's ability to teach truth. Faith in myself to assimilate the truth. Faith in myself to will the truth. Freedom from resentment under persecution. Freedom from resentment under wrong. Ability to distinguish right from wrong. Ability to distinguish real from unreal. Again, thank you for the participation on that. And we will move along to the Nguzu Saba. I will do it. All right. So I'll say the Swahili word. Will you repeat after me? We'll say the English word together and move on to the phrase together and continue till we get to Imani. All right. Umoja. Umoja. Unity. To strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kujichakalia. Kujichakalia. Self-determination. To define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Ujima. Ujima. Collective work and responsibility. To build and maintain our communities and make our sisters and brothers problems our problems and to solve them together. Ujima. Ujima. Cooperative economics. To build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. Nia. Nia. Purpose to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kaumba. Kaumba. Creativity to do always as much as we can in the way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Imani. Imani. Faith. To believe with all our hearts in our creator, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, our people, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Thank you, guys. Those who would like to come draw near the altar may come and do so. As we go to God in prayer today, as a church family, experiencing loss and grief, and having no one to turn to except our God. Thank you, Lord. I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign. You reign. Because of you, because 
of us were born. We've been dying ever since. But we thank you today thank you. that we are not daily dying towards destruction. But as we die daily when we believe on you we die Unto life. Come on, come on, come on. And so we thank you today, Master, that the long nightmare <laughs> that was the life of our sister, that is the life that we experience, has come to an earthly end that she might experience the beauty of your come presence on, eternally. Yes. I suppose today, Master, if we clearly 
surveyed our situation, we would begin to weep, not for our sister, but for ourselves. Not for our beloved departed sister, but for our children. Not for the home gone beloved of we all, but for the future generations who will begin their respective deaths. Now today, Master, we ask that you would encourage our hearts, help us to know the difference between our business and your business. We thank you now for the gift of life as we know it. We bless you for the outcome of a life well lived. And that is to be with you. Wherever that is, is all right with us. If you'll just tell us, dear master, in that faithful hour, that we are your beloved, that you're satisfied with our sojourn, then, master, we can be happy in the hour when we are reunited with the ancestors. So today, dear God, we ask that you bless this great church, this capable, pulpiteering pastor. Remind us daily that you are still in control. Remind us daily that you are still in charge. And as we suffer through those stages of grief, that are associated with any tragic uh, or tragedy. Remind us that you are God and that you are God all by yourself. And we'll be so grateful to give you all the glory, every bit of the honor and all the praise. In the name of Jesus, the matchless one we pray. Amen and amen. Lord, I love you. 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 Lord,
make it sound sweet, children. children every morning when they late to church I don't know what's what's wrong because I always got them to church on time so I don't know where this being late to church thing came from but uh, I'm glad that they make it out I have to pray for them Look around and look at the people Thank you. in this room. Thank you. We all we got. All we got. Come on, come on. We all we got. All come on. God put us together for a reason. Yes, Lord. Thank you. And God will grow us again and yes. develop us again and reestablish our power. Yeah. If we but believe Come on. and walk by faith and by not faith. by sight. Yeah. I am encouraged today, even in the midst of the loss of our dear sister, that our numbers will be multiplied as a result of the loss. It's time for our Sankofa moment. And this morning it is brought to us by none other than our beloved Quay two times. Two times. Put your hands together for him as you come. Silence for uh, our dear sister Cookie, our ancestors, and you and me, because it could have been any one of us. 
great speech. Yeah. Uh, got a word if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, I say life goes on, <clears throat> which is true, but <clears throat> it's an energy that sticks around. And you got uh, two choices, you know. Uh, go with the Live once. In other words, uh, yeah. no, 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 no. You uh, go with the option. You want to live once, so foolishly, you know, um, live thinking me, 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 me. Or you want to live once and uh, know that you're a representation of. Greater. Come on, yeah. come on, come on, come on. Because we are, we are, because I am. Ashayo. Ashayo. Today's a moment person is Reverend Thomas Fountain Blue. Ashayo. Thomas Fountain Blue first African-American to head a public library in the United States, was also a civic, educational, and religious leader. Blue was born in Farmville, Virginia on March 6, 1866, to Noah Blue, a carpenter, and Henry Ann Carly Blue. Blue enrolled in Hampton Institute Hampton, Virginia, in 1885 and graduated in 1888. In 1894, he enrolled in Richmond Theological Ceremony, now Virginia Union University in Richmond, Virginia, with a Bachelor in Divinity degree in 1898. 1905, Blue was selected to lead the Western Branch Leader Library of the Louisville Free Public Library on South 10th and Chestnut Street, the first Carnegie Library in the nation to serve African-American patrons with the exclusively African-American staff. In 1914, Blue opened Louisville's second Carnegie Library for African-Americans, the Eastern Branch Library. 1919, he was named head of the colored department for the city's public library system. Blue founded the Negro Library Conference and conducted his first meeting at Hampton Institute. At the 2003 Joint Conference of the American Library Association with the Canadian Library Association Annual Conference at the Metro Toronto Convention Center in Toronto, Ontario, Blue was posthumously honored when the organization passed a resolution recognizing his leadership and promoting professionalism among the staff of African American libraries across the United States. Let's give it up for ourselves and our brothers. All right, it's that time in the service where we share. So I, 
invite you to pull these nickels, dimes, pennies, and quarters together. Uh, take an envelope, place your gift in the envelope, and participate in this offering. Raise your hand in an and an usher will bring you an, an envelope. We need your gifts. We can't survive without your gift. And there is the bucket. So be led by your ushers. Stand to your feet if you don't mind. And be under the guidance of your ushers. Hey! Let me hear you say, bless! on the gifts. Pray your blessings on the givers. We pray that that which which has been given would become more than enough so that we would be able to share. And I ask that in the name of sweet black Jesus for his sake I pray. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. 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 
thank you. Thank you for sharing. And now it's time for a message in song from the Below Community Orchestra and Chorale under the direction of Brother Leon Amos. Put your hands together for them as they come. <laughs>
I'm going to wait on the Lord till my change comes. the promises of Christ my King through eternal ages let his praises ring glory in the highest I will shout God, I thank you for this day, for another preach opportunity. I ask that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I pray, amen. Amen. And amen. From the book of Matthew, chapter number four. beginning at verse number one, Matthew 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again it is written, 
do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him and suddenly angels came and waited on him. I want to talk from what I have decided to call learning from a distance. Learning from a distance. The other day, I took the time to observe a man who taught me from a distance. He did not know that he was my professor. I observed this man as he conquered what appeared to be an insurmountable task within a time frame that can only be described as remarkable. This man was equipped with what were obviously the requisite tools to accomplish the task, but they were Spartan, a rope or two, a pair of spike boots, and a chainsaw was all that aided him. No gloves to protect his hands, no helmet to protect his head. He scaled a mighty unmovable oak 50 to 60 feet above the cold hard ground. I watched him. I parked my car by the side of the road and I watched him overcome an obstacle that seemed to be unmovable. The feat was mathematical, it was acrobatical, it was an exercise in the calculus of patience, precision, courage, cunning, experience, and power wielded by a man whose life was at issue in the midst of the moment. One false move, one miscalculation, one lapse in focus was all that was necessary to seal his demise. And so I sat there on a cool winter morning, squinting through the eastern sun into a sapphire sky, just far enough away from the danger, learning from a distance. It has been said that life is a contact sport. You live and learn up close and personal. Experience is the best teacher, I am told. But the older I get, the more appreciation I gain for learning from a distance. My life is too short for me to engage in learning every experience through sacrifice of myself. I'm beginning to appreciate danger for what it is, something that can get you hurt, maimed, or crucified. My heart is too fragile and my time is too precious to be experimenting with danger. I know that fire is hot, that fat meat is greasy, and bullshit ain't nothing. There are some things that I am content to observe and learn from a distance. For instance, I don't like Satan. I don't fool with the devil. Devil worship is something that you never have to worry about me pursuing. I don't like movies about devils or horror in general. Life is scary enough for me. But how many of you are aware of the fact that you don't have to chase the devil? If you chase after God enough, the devil will automatically chase after you. 
I say if you chase after God enough, the devil will automatically run after you and chase you like a dog. But I am suggesting that there is a tendency for people to seek out people and places that may not contribute to the continuation of your success once you believe that you have arrived. There is a way in which I become susceptible to distraction in the wake of times when I have been able to muster the ability to focus enough energy on the achievement of a goal that I set for myself. So here is Jesus. His matted locks still wet with the baptismal waters of the Jordan making an excursion into the woods to find himself. He has become John's disciple and simultaneously he finds himself wrestling with a call on his life. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from out of the water, suddenly the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Verse 17 says, And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Now that's what I call a call narrative. God has singled him out for service before all who were gathered for the baptism. That had to be the highest honor he had ever experienced. The weight and the excitement of it all had to be supernatural. Child, they say it sounds like thunder. When God started talking, nothing left but for the church to say, Amen. And immediately say immediately. Immediately after this exciting and exhilarating encounter with divinity, he retreats to the solitude of a dense Palestinian forest for some me time. I imagine that he was wrapped up in a heavy quilt of deep reflection, ruminating upon what he was being called to become. I'm sure that there was no self-instructive manual containing the keys to being the Messiah. He had to learn from a distance. His encounter with God had to be profound. His transformation, his becoming, his movement occurred while in an isolative thicket of desert underbrush just east of Egypt as God manifests God's brilliance through one who was willing to endure the wilderness encounter. The wilderness encounter seems to be a requisite experience for those of us who make the decision to serve God. It's a place of liminality, a place wherein one is pushed to the margins, unable to access or be accessed by the world that you are running to or running from. Joseph was cast off by his brothers into the wilderness. Moses spent 40 years on the backside of a mountain tending sheep undergoing the transformation from murderer to senior servant of a people who would spend another 40 years wandering in the wilderness without aim. Elijah spent time in the wilderness after confronting, confronting King Ahab, and David ran to the wilderness to avoid a confrontation with Saul. I find it interesting that even Jesus' teacher, John the Baptist, was primarily a wilderness dweller who was known for his outrageous fashion stylings and his totally unique wilderness diet of locusts and honey. I don't know about you, but I've been down through the wilderness a time or two on my journey of service to God. The wonderful thing about the wilderness experience is that God will go down through there with you. Can I get a witness? 
God will go down through your wilderness experience with you if you allow the Lord to accompany you on your journey. There is, however, a special feature relating to Jesus' experience that is not included in the narrative of the aforementioned others. The text says that Jesus went to the wilderness and encountered the devil. Oh, my precious sister and my beautiful brethren, it's one thing to go down through there, but it's a whole other thing to have to encounter Satan in the midst of your journey. Life in the wilderness is hard enough without having to negotiate your future with the damn devil. But here is Jesus, hungry, tired, burdened, and alone, and here comes the enemy, hell-bent on turning him out in the midst of his weakness. That's when the devil comes to you, when you're weak, when your decision-making abilities are not up to par. That's when the devil attacks you, when you lost a loved one and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do when you, when, uh, you, when, you, when you, you lose your job and you don't know which way to turn and you come and run into somebody who got a little pack for you to serve. You, I mean, God has a way. The devil has a way of coming to us when we're weak. The text says, the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple. Verse 6 says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Verse 8 says, again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only God. Then the devil left him and suddenly angels came and waited on him. See, here's my difficulty with this text. This is the place where I began to ask myself the kind of questions that put distance between me and Christ. First, I don't know if I would have passed the bread test. If I had not eaten in 40 days, I don't know if I would have passed the bread test, but but not only that, it appears that the devil is relentless so much so that he used the enticement of elevation as a test of Jesus' commitment to God and God's people. Perhaps I would have been able to resist the devil's urgings to jump off a building, test number two. But I don't know what, I don't know that I would be able to resist flexing my supernatural status particularly when it came to test number three, and I was offered all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor, all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Shucks, children, I don't know. 
if I would have passed that test. You telling me I got Egypt, Nubia, Cush, Persia, all at my fingertips, all the gold shining like sunshine from below, uh, from below, all the sisters, every shade of love from silky blue black to caramel tan, all the wonderful smells and aromas, the tastes and textures, the ivory, the jade, the diamonds, the best of all that exists would be mine forever? Mine, I don't know. I might have went out on that one. That's why I'm glad that Jesus' example of patience, precision, courage, cunning, experience, and power exists so that I can observe his example and do my learning from a distance. I don't need to encounter the devil. So I'm watching Jesus. I got my eyes on him. And I'm learning from a distance how to remain poised under pressure. I'm watching him and I'm learning how to learn from a distance. I'm learning how to turn danger into opportunity. I got my eyes on him and I'm learning from a distance how to choose eternal life over sudden death. I'm watching Jesus, y'all, and I'm learning from a distance how to choose sacrifice over self-satisfaction. I learned through watching Jesus walk from judgment hall to judgment hall and never say a numbering word. I learned how to bear my burdens by watching him walk the streets of Jerusalem with a cross on his shoulder. I learned how to follow him, how to be like him from a distance, y'all. I'm learning how to walk like Jesus walked. I'm learning how to talk like Jesus talked. I'm learning how to put up with my neighbor like Jesus put up with his. I'm learning, I'm learning how to walk upright in these last and evil days. I'm learning, y'all. I'm learning. So I'm watching Jesus. I got my eyes on him. I'm learning from a distance how to remain poised under pressure. I'm watching him. I'm learning how to turn danger into opportunity. I got my eyes on him and I'm learning 
learning how to walk upright, how to find my way through the journey by following him. I'm following him, but how many know that Jesus died following uh, following the Lord? How many of you know that Jesus had to walk the streets uh, of Jerusalem and ended up on a cross where he died? He died till the moon ran down in long lines of blood. He died till dead men got up out of the grave and walked the streets of Jerusalem. He died till somebody said, surely, surely, surely this must be the son of God he dropped his head into the locks of his shoulder and there he died on a hill called Calvary he died till the moon ran down in long lines of blood they took him off of the cross put him in Joseph of Marimathea's borrowed tomb he stayed there all night Friday night he stayed right there all day Saturday he stayed right there all night Saturday night but early 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 Sunday morning he got up out of the grave with all power in the palm of his hand I'm watching him and I'm learning how to get up after I fall I'm learning how to keep on pushing I'm learning how not to give up I'm learning how to put my sword in the sand and stand I'm learning how to stand by watching Jesus I'm learning how to come back how to experience resurrection I'm learning how to experience resurrection just like he did for he went in the grave he stayed there all night Friday night stayed there all day Saturday stayed there all night Saturday night but right early right early early Sunday morning, he got up out of the grave with all power, all power, all power in the palm of his hand. Ain't he all right? Ain't he good? Ain't he worthy? to be praised. You ought to stand on your feet and tell the Lord thank you. Thank you 
thank you for being example for me to learn from a distance. Thank you. Wave your hand and tell the Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me the space to learn from a distance. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thank you for putting my feet back under me. I thank you for lifting the veil off of my face and giving me a chance to see clear again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. For allowing us the space to learn from a distance. I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know that my Redeemer liveth. For he redeemed me. Took me out of danger. And restored my life. I thank God. I thank God today. And you need to tell somebody that's next to you that you thank God for keeping you. You thank God for keeping you. Thank God for keeping me. Could have been me. Should have been me. If it wasn't for the blood, it could have been me. It should have been me. But it wasn't for the blood. Inside my name, it could have been me, it should have been me, but he took, he took Dre, it could have been me, but he took Sister Cookie, 
it could have been me. Oh, Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. On us all. I pray God's mercy on us right now. I pray God's mercy on us right now. Oh, shucks. We can't make it without it. Without your love and without your grace and without your mercy. Mercy suits our case. We offer Christ to you. Oh, my brother. Oh, my sister. He will bring you brand new life. New life abundantly. Why don't you come? Standing all over the room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The door is open. Why don't you come? Oh, we offer Christ to you. Oh, my brother. We, we offer Christ to you. Oh, my sister.
Why don't you come right now? This may be the last time. This may be the last time that you get this invitation. This may be the last time that you can respond. was given non accepted but yet there is room there is room at the beloved for you and for your soul we thank God for you and for your presence today for each of you who decided to stop by and worship with us my only request is that you bring somebody with you next Sunday and we will have a building field if you bring one person with you next Sunday we were held a building field, so I, re- I am asking you to bring someone with you to church. If you enjoy this worship experience, bring somebody with you so that they can enjoy it as well. Amen. Amen. Let us build our circle of responsibility and prepare to make our way out of this space. in the midst of our grief, in the midst of our mourning, 
in the midst of our suffering at the loss of our dear sister, as well as others of our congregation. We ask that you would build us up, build us up and restore us. Give us a hundredfold for everyone we've lost. We ask that in the name of sweet black Jesus. And for his sake we pray. Amen. 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 Ashe. 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 Oh. Now reach your hand high in the sky. Pull down a hand full of power and bring it into your body and shout Harambe. 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 That means let's all pull together. And if we pull together, we'll be able to make it. We're going to make it somehow. We got nothing to lose but our chance. Nothing, nothing to lose. 